The Michael K Show. It was a reasonable question to ask, how much worse can it possibly get? And it took, I would say, three minutes and 50 seconds, which was the length of that first drive by Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns to show us all how much worse it could possibly get and how much worse it would continue to get because as bad and disappointing and as much of a letdown as this season has been so far, yesterday was rock bottom. If you watched that game last night and you root for this football team, do you seriously think that Aaron Rodgers is fixing that trash that we put on display? The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two. I'm, I'm bummed, partner, that this is going to be our last day yeah, together this week. I, but I do think the universe is saying something because you go outside if, if you're in New York City and what a gorgeous day it is. High of 55 degrees. So I think it is, you know, the... Uh, the, the, the the universe telling us that it's been such a glorious week of shows that says end it with some sunshine. Finally, I was uh, actually thinking this is the first time we've seen the sunshine since before Christmas. So yeah, it was nice to see that. You know those. Uh, Maybe points. we should have done the show outside today. Well, next time there's always next time. Hopefully, actually, there hopefully there's next time for you and me. This is it for this time around. But I um, could see you doing the show in like a a, a bikini. A bikini. That's yeah. nice. Like okay. a Tiwi. Would, like that, a, like, would, would that get the Yes cameras fired up? Yeah, like an R.J. Barrett bikini. R- <laughs> <laughs> Number nine on the front happening. of the back. The thong going up your butt. All right, <laughs> this is going to a place that I don't really want it to go to. Um, I did run five miles today, so I'm feeling oh, good. Oh, that's five yeah, miles, man. That's impressive. Fine. I, I well, thought about nice running to outside. Nice what's, the, what, what's the mile time? Five miles. Okay, so, <laughs> we're doing. So, uh, we're talking quantity, not quality. <laughs> I like it though, man. I can see the weight lost already. You know the point about. Well, you know, I'm getting ready just in case they ever, you know, let us on. Yes. Um, the point about the the Aaron Rodgers coming back and not not fixing it, it reminds me of 2009 with the Yankees and A Rod um, was injured for like the first, I think, two or three months of that season. And, you know, the Yankees obviously ultimately won the World Series that year, and A-Rod was a huge part of it. Uh, They were trying to hold it together until he was coming back. And ironically, it was the pitching that was not up to par for the Yankees. And I remember there was a a back page headline after a particularly brutal, you know, performance by one of the Yankee pitchers. And it basically said, can A-Rod pitch? (laughs) And that's what I think of with this. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers can come back and make the offense representative if you obviously protect him with some, you know, more strength on that offensive line. You need a second wide receiver. Outside of that, you don't need a ton more. I mean, I say that like it's easy to find an offensive line in one offseason. But, you know, this team's problems are far deeper than just one guy. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, you you make the Yankee analogy from – uh, what, 14 years ago. I can make a Yankee analogy from just a couple of months ago when Judge got hurt and we saw the team undisciplined, can't run the base paths, making errors. And it's like, well, is Aaron Judge going to solve everything? He came back and we saw not. Now, baseball is different, right? Because, you know, there are nine guys in the lineup. Uh, the quarterback is the most important position, you could say, maybe in all the sports. So he's going to fix a lot. He is going to make an offensive line that's putrid play better just because he can diagnose things pre-snap. He can get guys into their proper protection, and he can call a game, quick releases. So there are some some things that he can do to help. 
but is he gonna he is he going to um, assist the coaching and, and make them you know significantly better than what they are? I I just can't see it happening. No, it, it's I hope gotten I'm wrong. So bad. It's it's gotten so. Look, a, a terrific play from one guy. Even a guy like Aaron Judge can. Because I remember when Aaron Judge finally did come back, and the entire team just looked a little crisper. The the return of a great player can lift everybody on the roster up. You know, a certain percentage. But just in terms of, you know, the penalties, the undisciplined play. I mean, is Aaron Rodgers playing gonna? cause the Jets to not have 12 men on the field? Is it going to yeah, cause them a, to not line up in a legal formation? And we've now seen them, and, and Ira said, can't really kill special teams because they've been good all year, I, I, I guess. But, you know, that Buffalo game, how did it start? With fumbling the kickoff. Uh, and then the Bills go down and score a touchdown. Yesterday, we saw a fumbled kickoff. We've seen gaffes, man. And it, it's it's just... You know, one thing after another, because you mentioned it in the first hour. Like, if I had told you, you know, the Jets are going to score 20 points in this game, you'd think, all right, it's competitive. Maybe they win. No, they lost by three scores. They lost by three scores. So when one thing works, the other, the the strength starts to to fade. There's just a lot that that goes into being a a a well-run team and a successful organization and unfortunately for the Jets they don't have a lot of it and yeah 20 points was nice i mean seven of them were via On a, pick a defensive six. touchdown and by the way Jermaine Johnson terrific play that was he a great play. is not just a terrific player he's had an incredible season yes he has like the leap for him this year, I mean, it's been fun. And people forget, like last year, his rookie season started off with him getting hurt in training camp, so he was off to a little bit of, uh, of an inauspicious beginning. But that's one guy you can say you feel great about going into next season because we saw him at his best, and he's gonna only continue to get better uh, going into year three. That's a I'm win excited for Joe to continue Douglas. to watch him. That's, that's a, win. a win for him. But that's why he's what had I said, a few Pat. wins. He's, he's had just enough run. of those wins to keep his head afloat. He hits. He's he's John Carlos Stanton. He hits a lot Feaster, of home runs. Feaster famine. But he's he's batting under two hundred. Yeah, I mean that Zach Douglas. Wilson pick was a strikeout with your bat on the shoulder with the bases loaded and one out. <laughs> and I mean, and I guess his pushback if he if we get him on the show will be any quarterback I took in that draft would have been the wrong one because they all you know are are you know not panning out to be what you expected. I guess Justin Fields is playing uh, yeah. a lot better of late. But did, um, before we get back to the phone calls, you see Tre- Trevor Lawrence ruled out this week. Officially out now. Officially out against the Panthers, which mm. it could be a big game from this standpoint. If Carolina wins, now Arizona could you know creep up into that, that number one spot in the draft, depending on like, how the strength of schedule works out. And Carolina's interesting because it's been an awful season, but they almost won last week. And I think oh, yeah. Bryce Young probably had his best start so against Green Bay, see if he can build on – on that momentum. You know, one thing I wanted to mention, Ira brought it up in his call about Joe Flacco. And you remember before last year, Ira kept calling and he was a big proponent of the Jets just going with Joe Flacco as their starting quarterback. I'm, I'm glad he acknowledged that Flacco would not look like he looked last night with this Jets team. And that's why I haven't killed. I know it's been a talking point this week leading up to Flacco against the Jets. The fact that he reached out after Aaron Rodgers got injured and the Jets basically said no thanks. I haven't killed them for that because we saw what Flacco behind this Jets offensive line looked like the last two years. It did not look good. And I don't think that would have worked here. 
But Pat, right there, what you said is why you should kill the Jets. To see it work for another team, and it, for some odd reason, it, it, this team is under similar circumstances as that other. It's not like Flacco's behind the Detroit Lions offensive line. He's not behind the Baltimore Ravens offensive line. He's behind an offensive line that's been riddled with injuries just like the Jets. So the fact that it couldn't work here and in theory can't work this season speaks to coaching. Yep. So that's why you can manager. rip the team. That's why you can absolutely Look, destroy it's all, them for that. It's it's all rippable. I mean, it's it just you're, you're I guess, con- I mean, I'm conditioned to think that eh, it wouldn't have worked anyway, so it's not worth getting upset about. It's toxic. That's what it is. Yeah, there's it's fundamental toxic. there's fundamental problems with this entire franchise. All right, the phones are still uh, lit up, the phone line. So let's go back to uh, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Ray calling in from Brooklyn to lead off the 4 o'clock hour. Ray, what's up? Gentlemen, good afternoon. A pleasure to speak to you guys again. Spoke to you yesterday about the Knicks. But, um, yeah, listen, let me just say, right, let me preface by saying you guys have an interesting and great dynamic infinitely better than what's on the radio this you know during the day this this time but you don't need to you know uh get into that i'll just say you're welcome and i'll make i'll make my point so listen i'm calling I take about offense. aaron Rodgers. i'm sorry <laughs> who's that the producer anthony takes offense yeah <laughs> oh my sincerest apologies it has nothing to do with him yeah no definitely not absolutely not he's great but um yeah about rogers listen let me let me keep it a stack about this guy. I'm about to body him. This guy is so arrogant, right? And so pompous for no reason. I mean, we kill we compare him to Peyton Manning, who only had the nerve to make four Super Bowls and he gets crucified and vilified. You know, he played with Tom Brady. We compare this guy to those dudes. This guy is the biggest choke artist in the history of the sport, quite literally. Two years ago, he scored nine points off. 12 to 9 with a 13 and 3 team at home and had the nerve to try to blame the head coach. Dude, you want an MVP, man. Get the job done. Score more than nine points. I don't care if I was coaching your team. You got to win those games. 15 and 1, he gets served by Eli. You, uh, you know, every time this guy has a 13 and 3, 14 and 2, 15 and 1 record, he loses. Since 2010, he's done nothing. One Super Bowl. I don't understand how he skates. So, you know, buy so easily. And the he other doesn't, thing I'll Ray. Say, he's he, not, but hold I, on, Tom. I'll hold let on. you finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure, sure. All right, so listen. And, you know, he's not. So, first of all, he's not any of those guys that I mentioned. He's not even Brett Favre. Brett Favre was beating the likes of Steve Young and Jerry Rice still. And he was going against that, old, that you know, all-time great Tampa Bay defense. He made two Super Bowls back-to-back, came within inches or feet of win, of beating John Elway Terrell Davis. Like, this guy is just the biggest choke artist. And he does skate by time because... Who is saying this? Everybody just Everyone destroys him for it, right? We appreciate the call. A, a lot of people criticize Rodgers for it. A lot of Jet fans were were excoriating him for that. But, I mean, the audacity to be a Jet fan complaining about a guy, you know, how dare you only reach the NFC Championship game when you haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years, that's, that's my pushback on that. And, yes, he's had some playoff failures, but there are a lot of uh, other seasons where it wasn't really on him. Like, are we going to blame a, a, an onside kick, Brandon Bostic being in the wrong spot where Jordy Nelson is supposed to catch that against that Seahawks team? What was that, back in uh, 2014? We're going to blame that on him? We're going to blame the Cardinals' loss the following year on him when he doesn't touch the ball in overtime and they were scoring a ton of points? Like, uh, sometimes we go a little bit too far. The Hail Mary season. to Hakeem Nicks before the half. 
Yeah, I mean, like, yes. Has should he have done more in that Niners game? We only scored ten points a couple years ago. Sure, uh, the 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 Bucks championship game at home, twenty two points. Okay, you can tell me that the MVP of the league should put up more than that. But I think sometimes we go a little bit too far. Can I just say this real quick, Pat? I, I appreciate the audience, man. I love the guy. I, I love people listening, weighing in, whether it's on the phones, Twitter, showing us some love because I do enjoy working with you. It's been the first time we got a chance to do this, and it's been fun. And I appreciate you guys. But what, one thing y'all not gonna do is call up this station and on this show disrespect the host of, the, uh, of this program. Don't do that. I, I'm, I'm not having that. I, I'm not having that on my watch. So I appreciate the love, the adulation. Don't call up here being disrespectful to the host of, the, of, of this program. That ain't happening on my watch. It's their show. Michael, Don, and Peter. We're going to have Don later in the show, which is fun. I'm looking forward to that. Chat with Don. Michael, Don, and Peter will be back right here on Tuesday, January 2nd. And all will once again be right with the world. But uh, for now, you got us, Pat and Ty, 1-800-919-3776. I'd say this about Rodgers. In my lifetime, he's probably the most talented quarterback that I've watched on a week-in and week-out basis. Not the best results. That's obviously Tom Brady, you know, the best stats. Peyton Manning during the regular season. Drew Brees was up there. But just as far as a talent level at quarterback on a week-in, week-out basis, Aaron Rodgers, I put him, I don't put anybody above him that I've seen in my lifetime. And the comparison to Brett Favre, if I had to choose to start a team with either Rodgers at the beginning of his career or Favre at the beginning of his, I would choose Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, I'm going Rodgers. Uh, He's a better player. The playoff resume, yes, does leave a lot to be desired. It you does. You can't be that talented and only have one Super Bowl appearance, and, uh, which is it, why. It, it's, it's funny. It's not even the win. It's the appearance. The fact that yeah. he's only gotten there once is surprising. It's why, and there are a lot of reasons. Some of it had to do with him. They, they never really put good defenses uh, around him. Uh, but that's why it was so important for, it to, for him to do it here because – you know, it would erase a lot of the blemishes. You win a Super Bowl for this team in this town with this fan base, they're going to be riding for you. So next year, uh, you expect him to come in motivated because, you know, he's coming off of an injury and he's, he's always going to be motivated. But that extra juice, getting a chance to do something special here, given the circumstances, uh, that's something that you, if you're looking for, for a rallying cry, that's what, that's what you got to gravitate toward. Let's continue on on this football Friday. Let's go to Victor, who's been waiting patiently in Florida. Hey, Victor. Hey, Pat. How are we doing? Great. So, yeah, I just want to call in. I just feel like we're not, you know, giving Nathaniel Hackett enough smoke. You know, everybody's so quick to go after Rob Sala, but at the end of the day, you know, Sala came in. He's a defensive-minded guy. He's a head coach. Uh, last year, uh, you know, wrap up the last year, we were, um, I think, fourth in points allowed. You know, so from a defensive standpoint, I know he's the head coach, so he's going to get the smoke, did his job. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, you know, he was the head coach. They were 32nd in, you know, in points as the uh, head coach of the Denver Broncos. And the ineptitude I watched this guy week in and week out, you know, the last time I felt confident in this team, we were playing the Chiefs and it was a loss. And we got all three of our tight ends in the mix. You know, last, last night watching the game, you know, five attempts to the tight end, Tyler Conklin, uh, right before half, you know, I understand they're in a prevent defense, but right before half, 
two two attempts, two targets to the guy, two completions, and then again at the end of the game, he had five targets, five completions. You know, I just me and my family watching the games, we sound like a broken record, you know, but they never get the tight ends involved. And when they do, when we played Kansas City, it, it was a beautiful thing watching all three tight ends get in the mix. And then right up the scene, you soften up, you know, the box, and then you work Brees Hall into the mix. You know, so uh, just want to hear what you guys have to say about that and have a happy new year. You too. Thanks for the call, Victor. I mean, the, the problem is, first of all, the offensive coordinator, it's, it's a futile attempt to complain about him being here because he's going to yeah. be here. So, you know, you, you, complaining about Nathaniel Hackett is like banging your head against the wall. Nothing's going to come of that. You know, it's funny. In, in recent years, and I'm talking about like the last two years, two, three years, Ty, we have probably witnessed three of the worst. And I'm not even, this isn't a Robert Sala point. He has nothing to do with this. We've witnessed football fans have three of the worst individual NFL head coaching tenures probably ever. I, I wonder what would be considered the worst. Number one is Brandon Staley, who had all that talent and definitely a top 10 quarterback in Justin Herbert and only got to the playoffs once and blew a 27 nothing lead, lead when the opposing quarterback threw uh, four interceptions in the first half. Number two was our guy Urban Meyer, who lasted, what, 11 games in Jacksonville and just looked like he didn't want to be there and was collecting a paycheck, presumably to pay his bar tab at that establishment in Cleveland that that he was at after a Thursday night football game. Uh, And then number three, Nathaniel Hackett may have been worse than both of them. Yeah, he was terrible, man. What he did in his – and now that that's your offensive coordinator. What he did in his less than one year in Denver as the head coach of the Broncos. But isn't that funny? that's your offensive coordinator. Isn't that funny? So – he became the head coach of the Broncos based on the success he had as an offensive coordinator. The problem is he wasn't calling plays in Green Bay. It was LaFleur who was calling the plays. That's right. So, so we, that's how he got the job. And then, you know, it, it doesn't work out. Sean Payton comes in there. But, yeah, man, to, to, to see that. Uh, and, and Denver, and then with the Chargers, which becomes a very attractive job this off season. Um, it's 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 going to be interesting to see who takes that job. Belichick's been linked to it, but um, yeah, man, this this would have been another vacancy. Well, would have been another vacancy. Hackett got the Broncos head coaching job because after the 2021 season, when Rodgers was doing his dance, do I want to or do I not want to come back to the Packers? I think the Broncos, the Broncos thought that they could work out a trade and bring Rodgers to Denver. That's why they 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 hired Nathaniel Hackett. But then they had to pivot and and trade. They had to pivot to Russell Wilson. So now you're instead of getting Aaron Rodgers, you're stuck with Russell Wilson doing squat thrusts on the airplane. (laughs) And Nathaniel Hackett as the team. Don't forget head coach. the uh, the air high fives to the audience <laughs> that's not actually in attendance at the practice, Mister Unlimited. Want <laughs> to take some more of these calls? Let's do it, bro. Uh, let's go to uh, Subi in Midtown. Hey, Subi. Hey, Seattle. <laughs> hey, Pat. Hey, Pat. Hi. We got to play that Mister Unlimited drop too, man. What's up, Subi? It kind of sounds like the Asian dish, you know, Pat Taj. But what I got to say is about this. Uh, Jets offense, lack of speed, lack of talent. And I was just wondering, the Douglas, he's gotten a pass on this McDonald pick, but he could have reached for Laporta. And I think next year we need more offensive tight ends 
I think the players, the tight ends right now are more, I wouldn't say blocking tight ends, but they're a little slower than what the offense, uh, the league has going for it. And uh, they, he also missed out on Puka, like everyone else. But A lot of people like, did. Puka's Everybody a fifth-round pick. I hope yeah, the, 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 saying, more accurately, more speed, Subi. You want more, more speed and you want a Joku type players who are just beasts. I know yeah. not all of them live up to their talent, but I haven't seen an offensive juggernaut on the offensive side of this team. Even a second running back. I'm talking about the second running back, uh, just like the Giants used to have. You know, two running backs, three running backs who could really power this team going forward. They thought they had that when they signed Dalvin Cook. Uh, Appreciate the call, Subi. And, you know, Puka is uh, unfair. He's a fifth-round pick. The the guy you should be talking. That's like saying you missed out on Brady. Yeah, that the guy you should be talking about is JSN uh, of the Seahawks, who you remember caught that game-winning touchdown pass uh, against the Eagles on that Monday night football game, who was there at a position of, of need for the Jets, which we don't even talk about, Pat. Will McDonald, what a wasted pick. He, what, he played, played 10, 10, snaps, last 10 night? snaps last night, two in the second half. That is a wasted pick. Yeah, Mr. Unlimited. There we go. Thank you. I randomly found myself just saying that earlier today as I was getting ready. What's that routine look like? You, you want me to go through you, the whole... You saying that to yourself in the mirror as you're getting ready? Headphones nah, you, on, glasses you guys got the romance music? Head? You guys got the romance music on deck? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the mirror. Brushing the hair. Throwing the deodorant on. Looking in the, mi- looking in the mirror. Winking at myself. Saying, Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Thong going up your butt. <laughs> Can't wait till they bring back that one later. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll hear <laughs> in about like 90 a, minutes that, that, that'll be a drop. Does that mean we have an ENN tonight? Oh, yeah. I'm excited for you. The people love Anthony Pusick. I know. E&N. And this is it, right? This is going to be it for Anthony for a while. They got the robbed mic. of it. We got a little 10-minute uh, uh, I mean, in, in, in hindsight, and this is nothing against Dan and uh, and Greg Buttle. It's more about the content of what they were reporting on last night. But would would the listeners not have been better served by more Anthony Pusick and less Jets last night? Yeah, I think we should have uh, made an executive uh, decision there, Ray Dinahan. Second half of that game, instead of airing the Jets, let's just go full Anthony Pusick for two hours, <laughs> ENN. He was ready. say about that, Anthony? I don't know if, they were, if the Jets would have liked it. Buttle would have been on board, I think. <laughs> I think we should have we should have just uh, made an executive decision. Jobs be damned. By the way, you were right um, about the spread. I hadn't seen the the Greg Buttle spread for a Jets. Oh, it's a it's. Subs, we ate well. I'll say that. Subs, fried chicken. Wait, Man. did you get a picture? I didn't get this picture. I stopped it. Well, I, just I walk a, in. I was a nice guy and went into the studio and said hello to the guys. Oh. Not like you worked with them for how many years, Ty? Yeah, yeah no, I, I I actually have respect for people about to work. Oh my! And I don't want to, you know, nice barge you. in as they're about to get on the air. My bad for being and so grab a, and grab a piece of chicken. <laughs> just stuff it in my mouth <laughs> it and walk out. Good. <laughs> I will say this: we don't do that for the Knicks broadcasts. We we'll have to look into that for the new year. Ray, step it up, Ray. <laughs> yeah, Ray. I, I know you got a lot of jobs. Man. Ray not Santiago is not working. Hands. He's not working hard enough. Come is on, he Ray. making as much money as uh, Greg Buttle? That's one thing I won't say about Ray is that he's not working hard enough. <laughs> that was said with uh, all love and sarcasm, of course. 
The Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration is going on now at Mercedes-Benz of White Plains with incredible lease and finance offers on a variety of models and special incentives for current Amex cardholders. Precision engineering and timeless design await you. Visit their showroom in White Plains or explore online at mbwhiteplains.com and start the buying process from the comfort of your home. And MB White Plains is the first Mercedes-Benz in Westchester to have a mobile service van. I can't wait to use it myself and remove the hassle from service appointments. Visit their showroom in White Plains or explore online at mbwhiteplains.com and start the buying process from the comfort of your home. Mercedes-Benz of White Plains, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Football Fridays on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it is never ordinary at Bet365. So are you happy at least you got it out of the way and your weekend is now free? Yes, man. I, I, I was going to bring that up to you. The, the beauty of the Thursday night football game when your team is playing is you can kind of just erase it. I, I get to come on today, vent to you about it. And now I'm over it. I, I, I'm living free. And by the way, we should mention, we got the football picks coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes. Michael K. hits on his two-point play last night. Yay! I so nice... wanted to take that last night. I said That's I would have a... taken yeah, me the, too. Um, the Browns. Did you say that too? Yes. That's a nice start to the week for the Kester. Sure is. So uh, we're going to get his pick or the, the you know the, his, his one-point play, three-point play coming up. Uh, Peter's going to have all three plays, and then Don's going to join us live, which I'm excited about. In person. Live and at, in uh, person. At 545. Looking forward to it. I was the looking two Nick, back. Uh, two, two of the voices of the Knicks uh, the first quarter of the season. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm we'll just going to be sitting next to him. We'll have the third on later tonight because we have Knicks basketball. So uh, Ed Cohen and Tykira Carter uh, will be on the call from Orlando for the Knicks and the Magic. 
You gonna be wearing your RJ Barrett jersey? Uh, my son has one. I don't have. I'm not a big the, jersey guy. Are you on pre and post tonight? I'm on pre and post tonight. So do you wear? Like, how do you do you dress for you, the occasion? Are, are you asking if I wear a Knicks jersey while I yes. host the Knicks pre and post games? I yeah. do not. <laughs> uh, I, 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 do you put the suit on just to feel like you're in just the? Put arena? the suit on at home? No, I don't. What what you see is what you get. It's so a it's just pajamas. It's a nice long sleeve uh, greenie, greenie shirt. T-shirt uh, from the Greenie Show. I love it. And showing uh, love to showing love to the, you're a company man. Some comfortable Under Armour sweatpants, slippers, and away we go. So that's how you're going to do the broadcast. It's a big game for the Knicks. Well, the, our broadcast goes right into the Knicks pregame. You think I have time to change between the end of our show and the beginning of the Knicks pregame? You could have got you could have gotten dressed before the show, or I did get dressed before the show, <laughs> or for the betterment of the audience, punt on ENN so it could just be me and Anthony. Punt on ENN. Yeah. That's the best part of the show. <laughs> Which is why we need you off the show at that time. First of all, not nice. Second of all, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> you, you know, I'm just kidding. Nothing but love for you, Stuffed Patty. It in his face. Oh, my goodness. There we go. You know I love you, Patty. Can I call you Patty? You cannot. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. How about Bobby in Belmore? Hey, Bobby. Hi, how are you? What's up, Bobby? I think everybody's missing the point here. You have, in 1997, after the coal type disaster, Leon has brought in to clean up his whole mess. Now, we're in a similar situation, maybe even worse, because the offensive line. There's a guy in Michigan, okay, that could be a free agent after the year. You've got to bring him in, Jim Harbaugh. Bobby, come, in here. come on. Come on, Bobby. You waited on hold this whole time to bring this to the table? Listen. Come on, man. So, so we just talked about, and I, we'll keep you on hold because I want to hear your response to this. We just talked about why it's meaningless to discuss, you know, Nathaniel Hackett losing his job and, you know, he should be fired. It's not going to happen. This idea that bringing bring in Harbaugh when you've got Aaron Rodgers sitting there in love with well, this that's regime. The point. That's it's the not going to happen. Emperor Rodgers wants to show. Now, this is, what, this is the owner's fault. I mean, Leon Hess was bright enough to see, you know, to hire a guy. You, it starts from the top. Forget the quarterback. Forget the offensive line. Harbaugh's been a winner wherever he's gone. He's built, he's built, developed young quarterbacks. They get one in the draft. If Rodgers doesn't like it, he could go, go leave. I don't care. The offensive line, he will rebuild the offensive line. This team has been the worst professional sports franchise. You've said in 13 years in all four sports. Okay, it's beyond the quarterback. It's beyond the offensive line. It's how this team is built. Roger goes on a Pat McAfee show and says he's done a pretty good job of build, uh, recruiting. Huh? You brought in all garbage from Green Bay. I mean, for him to say that, a guy still got. Well, he's not going to criticize himself, Bobby. Yeah, but my point is, he has all the control. He's yes, Kevin Durant. It's, it's a big, it's a, a, a malpract, organizational malpractice for letting this guy come in here, okay, and just turn up. What, ha- that, what just happened there? <laughs> oh, come on, Bobby. Oh, man. Here's the thing. It's not as bad as it was. Oh, you have a response to that. Wow. After Cote. I have a response to the first part of that when he says this is maybe worse than when they brought in Parcells. They were 1-15. This team is 6-10, and and that team didn't have a starting quarterback like Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings. It's bad. It's probably rock bottom for this era of Jets football, considering what the expectations were at the beginning of this season. But it's not 1-15 coming off Rich Cote. 
Yeah, no, it's 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 not that. Um, he's emotional, which you you would expect a lot of Jet fans to be. And clearly, he's out on Aaron Rodgers. Look, Jim Harbaugh uh, would be an, an excellent option, but it's a guy you you would have to turn over full control to. And right now, full control is held by your quarterback. That's Aaron exactly Rogers, right. Who wants the head coach back? He wants the offensive coordinator back. He wants the general manager back. So at least through the next season, you are going to see this through. You can you can disagree with it all you want. You can complain about it. You can cry until the cows come home. Nothing is going to change that. All you have to do is hope that you know Joe Douglas can have the best draft he's ever had. Robert Sala is going to have the best coach season he's ever had, and Aaron Rodgers at 40 with a right, a torn Achilles heel uh, in, in his rearview mirror is going to go back to being the same quarterback he was three years ago. Sounds like a pipe dream, but unfortunately, that's what you got to hang your hat on. Well, Aaron Rodgers can mask some of those things, some of those deficiencies you'll surely get with Joe Douglas and what you'll definitely get with Robert Sala as the head coach next season. If Aaron Rodgers comes out and plays, you know, 80% of what he was two years ago, that's more than enough for this Jets team to be competitive with the defense that they have. But the deal that the Jets made is one that they did with their eyes wide open. Once they traded for Aaron Rodgers and brought him in and he effectively became not only the de facto general manager, the de facto head coach, but the de facto spokesman for this team and his pulpit or his podium is the Pat McAfee show on ESPN every Tuesday afternoon. The Jets had no recourse but to do that because just like we listen to Robert Sala each and every week, we listened to his press conference last night. We played a couple of clips already. He doesn't seem to have the answers. He doesn't have any answers so he sounds like he doesn't because he doesn't have any answers and the Jets as an organization they don't have any answers on how to build a franchise because they've tried recent years they tried with Sam Darnold top three pick they've tried with Zach Wilson top two pick they don't know how to develop (laughs) or pick a competent winning quarterback in the NFL so this is the deal that they had to make with the devil yeah well um, it, it it's it's rather depressing to chronicle it that way uh, that you don't trust your ability to develop, to develop quarterbacks. So you got to go trade for one. And I was on board with it, and I'm still on board with it because it, it gives you the best chance to contend and compete. You know what the problem is, Pat? Right now, so I, I'm watching a couple shows, right? And the question they put up uh, to start uh, the program was. How dangerous are the Cleveland Browns? Well, the only reason why that's a question is because of what we're watching in the AFC. Kansas City doesn't look the same. Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow for the season. You've got uh, the Bills, not as good as we thought they could be. Miami appears to have a, a hint of fraudulence. You know, they got their first win against a good team this past weekend. So, you know, Jacksonville just lost Trevor Lawrence. He's out for at least this week. So it appears that the conference is wide open. Baltimore is by far and away the best team, but you don't exactly trust Lamar's playoff resume. Next year, these guys are coming back. Justin Herbert's going to have a a new head coach. An actual coach. Kansas City is going to rebuild that offense, give Mahomes some weapons uh, that he can roll with with Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, right? You know, Burrow's going to be back. The Bills might have a new head coach. The Colts are going to have Anthony Richardson. Yeah, Richardson's back. C.J. Stroud's in year two. 
So the conference that appeared to be daunting because of how how deep it was it, it is going to be the same next year, even better because of all these injured quarterbacks coming back. So on top of your own issues, you've got to overcome everyone else being better than you. And you just don't believe it's going to happen. Uh, again, I hate to repeat myself because of the current regime and because you now have a quarterback who's going to be 40 off of an injury. Off of an injury. Look, so we did the exercise before the season in the AFC. Even, if, even with all the Jets' expectations, it w- and if Rodgers stayed healthy, it wasn't a slam dunk they were even going to make the playoffs, let alone go to the Super Bowl because when you looked through the conference – You figured Baltimore and Miami and Kansas City and Jacksonville or whoever won the South. You knew Buffalo was going to be in the mix. You thought Cleveland could be in the mix. You thought the Steelers could be in the mix. You figured the Bengals would be better than they are. You even there were even people who thought I mean, this is how long ago this was. There were people who thought that Denver and New England and the Chargers could be in the mix. So it wasn't even a foregone conclusion before this year that the Jets were going to make the playoffs with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, and now we're running it back next year, and you're going to be in the exact same scenario. Yeah, the exact same scenario, except now uh, the quarterback's older. You're, you're further removed from if, if you had any hope in the head coach uh, and the general manager. And, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot you have to do this offseason. So it, it's going to be one that keeps you anxious. They need another receiver. Um, I, the more and more I think about it, Pat, and I know we got to get to some phone calls, the Devontae Adams trade makes less and less sense. You don't have your second-round pick, so now you're, you're going to try to uh, get a guy who I, I still think is the best receiver in football, has chemistry with Aaron, but you're trading away valuable assets. And we talked about all the, you know, the glaring holes you have on this team. So as much as I would love to have him, I think the better route uh, to go get that impact receiver would be in free agency. You know, hopefully Mike Evans uh, doesn't want to stay in Tampa Bay. Or T. Higgins with Cincinnati. Like those are, that's the direction you have to go in. Michael Pittman Jr. or you know, you know, someone of that ilk. Two uh, number Gabe one. Davis. Two number one receivers would be great. You already have a number one receiver. Let's see what Garrett Wilson looks like with a real quarterback. He definitely needs help, and it would be awesome to pair him you know, across the field from a Devontae Adams. But considering what that would cost and all the other help that you need, specifically the offensive line, yes, you do need a number two wide receiver. Your number two wide receiver in an ideal world, if he was a number one like Adams, that's awesome. But I don't think you have that luxury. I agree with that. And, and let's get back to some of those calls. Let's go to Monty and Woodbridge. What's up, Monty? Hey, what's up, guys? Longtime Jet fan here. Um, to be honest with you, I don't buy anything that they trot out. Uh, and I'm so sick and tired of them coddling a quarterback, uh, not letting people eat against this guy. I, I contend that if when Flacco was here, you know, they're so they're they're, they're, they're trying to be so uh, handle uh, Zach Wilson and before that Sam Darnold with such kid gloves. You know, if if, if they if, if it was open competition, you know, uh, you know maybe maybe Flacco would have done that for the Jets. But you know, everybody's here. Don't don't upset the apple card. You know, don't rock the boat too much with Zach. You know, his uh, his ego, his psyche, and and, and garbage. And then. And then I also don't – I don't buy this whole uh, Garrett Wilson. I don't buy this beats all 
you know, Gary Wilson is the number one receiver, but he's sort of like a, to me, a one. I mean, you know, we're not looking at Randy Moss, okay? Uh, you know, and 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 Brees Hall, you know, he's not the kid from Tennessee. So all this stuff that they keep telling us, oh, you know, this guy is so fantastic, this, that, and the other. You know, please, I don't buy it at all. Monty, those two guys, Monty, thanks for the call. Those two guys, Garrett Wilson. All right, so just because you're not Randy Moss doesn't mean you're not a number one wide receiver. Randy Moss might be the most talented of all time. Those two guys, as they currently are, Wilson and Brees Hall, are more than adequate to win a lot of football games with. All right, so here's the thing. You you can take what we have to say or... Uh, you can look at the people who voted Garrett Wilson last year, the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, you're going to say they got it wrong. They overhyped him. They overrated him. The fact that he's got, what, uh, another 1,000-yard receiving season, back-to-back years, the first uh, first time since Keyshawn did it, and he's had probably the worst quarterback play in all of football tells you what you need to know about his potential if he just gets someone serviceable let alone a four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers so cut it out and then Brees Hall you know started the year slow but we've seen the last couple of weeks he's getting his legs underneath him and he was running all over that number one defense yesterday so Monty let's cut it out Come into Mercedes-Benz of New Rochelle for incredible offers and exceptional service now through January 2nd. Do not miss great offers like two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and new lease and finance incentives on 2023 E-Classes and 2024 GLEs. Special lease incentives available on all electric cars. $7,500 lease bonus. Plus, they have a large selection of new and pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery. MB New Rochelle has new at-home or at-work mobile service available to our local customers anytime. Let them come to you from any routine service items. Call to schedule. Stop by their showroom or visit them online at mbnewrochelle.com. Mercedes-Benz and New Rochelle, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Pat O'Keefe and Ty Butler, Friday, end of a uh, fun week. The two of us holding it down. The guys will be back on Tuesday after... The New Year's Day holiday. So what do we got next week on Monday, which is New Year's Day? We'll have Knicks basketball at three. That'll be uh, from the Garden Knicks and the Timberwolves. And then the K show back. Michael, Don and Peter on Tuesday afternoon right here at three o'clock. Anthony, you'll be there. or You're taking some time off for sure, right? Where am I going to be? Sorry, Russell Wilson was speaking. <laughs> and, you, and that was more important than what I had to say? No, you, was it he, wasn't. But, was you know, Ty, he in, Ty was demanded. He in Ty, here's what oh, happened. Man. Ty demanded. He's like, yo, Russell Wilson spoke. You got to cut that. People are lying Was he in bed with his wife? No, no. This uh, he, this was a lot of people around. I don't think. I think He likes to make, you know, important announcements when he's in bed with his wife. Yeah, no, the, I don't think Sierra was involved in this one, but stay I'll have that, that for you guys stay shortly. Stay out of that man's bed. Stay, stay out of his bed. By the way, Pat, did you see this uh, earlier today? Um, Giants right tackle Evan Neal has a fracture in his yep. in his left ankle, uh, which is why he's having surgery. Uh, Pat Leonard put that out on Twitter, yep. courtesy of the Daily News. That injury in Las Vegas initially was diagnosed as a left ankle sprain. How does that happen? Isn't it amazing? These offensive lines, and he wasn't even playing well. How about Mackay Becton, too? Oh man, he just got destroyed last night. That was I understand. Look, I understand he was going up against Miles Garrett. I I heard 
you know, explanations or excuses for Becton that he was going up against Miles Garrett, best defensive player. I mean, you know, when you draft somebody like Makai Becton at that position, what was he, the 12th overall pick? Yep. You You draft that guy with blocking Miles Garrett in mind. But see, to me, that wasn't even the most disappointing thing about him last night. It was all the penalties. The fall, oh, yeah. He had like three false starts. Now, you, you figure that the reason why he's committing those penalties is because he's trying to get an edge and, yes. and, and get into a stance quick enough because he's got to block Miles Garrett from getting to the quarterback. But that's not an isolated is- uh, situation. He's the most penalized offensive lineman in football. I think it's him and uh, Jawan Taylor of the Chiefs. It's crazy, man. Three penalties of the 12 for the Jets last night were credited to Mekhi Becton. You see, at those three, in the first quarter, you had an illegal formation where they didn't have enough guys lined up on the line of scrimmage. And they showed that replay of the coaches from the sideline yelling and trying to get their players' attention to line up on the line of scrimmage. That negated a Xavier Gibson reception. You had a third and 11 and you had too many men on the field. Um, You had on defense a neutral zone infraction on first and 10 in the second quarter. Great way to start a drive. We already discussed it wasn't a penalty. Actually, no, it was a penalty. It was a delay of game penalty right before the field goal where they had 10 men on the field, decided to take the delay of game because you had no problem. It's a 26-yard field goal, 31-yard well, field goal. So they timeout, right. so they didn't want to burn their second and that was, To be honest, that was a smart play. For going from 26 to 31, you would think that shouldn't affect the outcome of the field goal, but lo and behold, it did. And you also had, which I found comical, they're down three scores. It's fourth and 10 from the Cleveland 40, and they decide to punt. And this is... Uh, about midway through the third quarter. And then later on, they realized, yeah, that was pretty dumb. Similar situation. I think it was like fourth and six now, but you take a false start, fourth and 11. Nope, got a punt again. It's amazing. It was a, com- it was a comedy of errors. That's exactly time. what I was going to say. Look at that. It's a comedy of errors. Look, we've been working together all week. We're starting to develop some chemistry. Thinking alike. Some might say. It's, Somebody uh, say the one person has better opinions and takes, especially when it comes to basketball, than the other. But we'll leave that to the audience to determine. Yeah, we sure will. I believe we have already, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and <laughs> most people are siding with me. Yeah, that's what most I've people are siding with me. <laughs> <laughs> BetMGM is an official sports betting partner of the New York Jets and your number one app for the football season. Get ready for kickoff by locking in your same-game parlay, and your favorite Jet player props, and checking out the exclusive signature bets for the game. BetMGM has all the action you need every Sunday and every other day of the week, no matter what your favorite sport is, with app upgrades that will make betting faster and easier than ever. The best loyalty program in sports betting and special offers for Jet fans all season long. It's no wonder why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. If you love pro football, you're going to love wagering at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today and make this your best season yet. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.